0: Faith Podcast, where we are moving forward in truth and love. I'm Lauren Green, Chief Religion Correspondent for Fox News Channel and author of the book Lighthouse Faith. God Bless the USA is the title of the smash hit song by American Patriot, Grammy Award winner and international music icon Lee Greenwood. And now it's also the subtitle of a Bible. And my special guest today is Lee Greenwood and talking about why the Bible and America's foundations are so closely linked. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you, Lauren. Great to be here with you and talking to you. So the, why how did this Bible with the theme of God bless the USA come about?
1: I think you know when I look back at my own history in school and in church, uh, I started singing at the First Baptist Church in North Sacramento when I was like twelve and and um, becoming a Christian early on, of course, I had a lot of years in Nevada. Where I wasn't necessarily going to church, nor did I have the roots enough to support that. But after I moved to Nashville and became a country artist, um, then I, I, I once again reestablished myself with the roots of Christianity. And my wife and I have been married thirty years now, and I am totally invested in making sure that everybody knows I'm a believer. Okay, that's mm-hmm. that said. Mm-hmm. Having said that, um, but I, I somewhere along the way. And it and it's not necessarily tied to the military as much, but somewhere along the way, I realized. I guess maybe it was after I started touring the country because mm-hmm. being from the West Coast and then moving to Nashville and then become a touring artist, I began to see the the, the country in a much wider scope, if you will. Every doghouse, outhouse, and roundhouse for like <laughs> you know a number of years, and I I played them all, uh, and I see the culture more. And from you know Seattle to Miami and and. Uh, Minnesota to, to uh, Dallas, if you will, the lakes of Minnesota. <laughs> the lakes yes. of Minnesota. Um, it just it gave me a bit a different perspective uh, on the country and and I, I a lot of people who don't have this perspective because I I've seen every part of the country. I've flown out of every city. Yet. My bus has been in every city. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess maybe I see more of a unity than most people do. Yes, we are different. The mm-hmm. people from New York and Texas don't talk the same. Uh, if, you, if you're a Cajun or you're from Oregon, you may not think the same, but it comes right down to it. We're all still all Americans. We are all free because of uh, the country and and what it stands for in the freedom. And it is based upon when the people came here from, to escape religious persecution— they established the Statue of Liberty at Plymouth Rock, and I know it's there because I've seen it. And, uh, and the Statue of Liberty has her finger pointed to God and her foot on the Bible, unlike the one in New York Harbor, which is basically about freedom and the torch. So mm. knowing all that, I just thought, you know, maybe maybe we should remind people how we got started. And so hence, this Bible came about through conversation um, with a publisher And we included in the back of the Bible the Constitution, uh, a readable version, the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, and included the Pledge of Allegiance with the under God statement. Um, Because I think this way, and you don't necessarily have to be a Christian to find it, but if you want to pass this down to your kids or your grandchildren, it allows them to see how our basis for religion is tied to our independence as a country.
0: Yeah, the founding documents. Many people don't understand. Many of them quote the Bible.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, you can't. You can't avoid it. And, and as much as I think liberal institutions like to divide that, it's indivisible. Yeah. Uh, it it it, it kind of goes hand in hand with the way we started as America. Now. I'm, Okay, we moving along, you know, but thank God for Martin Luther King and thank for people who stood up for justice and to uh, and and yet, you know, we had this shooting in Buffalo the other day, it's racial again and such us back 40 years. It's a, come on people, stop this, you know? Um I don't ha- I don't live in an I don't live in an environment in a culture of division or a racial unrest. I live in a community of people who all believe the same thing. I don't know where this comes from. Uh it seems just just certain individuals will not let go of the hate, and it, it's passed from generation to generation.
0: I don't know. I mean, like, it's so frustrating when you get when you see all of those kinds of uh, events. You know, but you know the one in, in Uvalde and uh, U- Uvalde. Um, I keep forgetting. You know, it's well the it's, school shooting. The, the school are shooting is just really it's more heinous. And <laughs> one of the things that I see. When I look at sort of the idea of the Bible and faith, is that um, and certain studies showing that the Bible reading is actually going down, that people are not as um, you know know, married to the Bible as they once were, and but clearly there is a need.
1: Well, this eighteen-year-old that caused the shooting at the school, uh, and this is the third one. You have Columbine, Sandy Hook, and now Vivaldi. Uh, This boy didn't have any faith. He didn't have any family. And that's two things that have changed over the generations. In the old days, moving west, people had a lot of children because the children would help them with the farm chores. You need more kids. You don't have to pay them. Cheap labor. Cheap labor. (laughs) So, uh, but they all sit around the the dining room table in the evening and they all said prayer together. Okay. Some liberal might say, you know, that's indoctrination. No, it isn't. It's the fact of you have a fiber of morality based on faith and family. As that begins to break down, this 18-year-old that had the shooting at the school had no faith. He had no family, neither one. And he was bullied. Uh, and 4 I just heard this on the news this morning. Uh, at the age of 14, he was arrested because he said, I'm going to – when I turn 18, I'm going to get some guns. I'm going to kill everybody at the school. Wow. And four years went by and everybody kind of forgot what he said. He didn't.
0: We're, we, we're just raising this generation of lost children. I mean, how is this going to plan out in 10, 20, 50 years? I don't know. I mean, we have to—and I mean, and this. I think this is why you're talking about the Bible. It's like, you know, what can the Bible do or how is reading the Bible making a difference, can make a difference in a, in a, in a family's life?
1: Well, it definitely can. Um, it gives strength and fiber to the family. And, and more families—I have two sons, both of them in college— um, Parker just graduated TCU with a musical degree. He's a Chancellor scholar. At 23, coming home this week. Uh Dalton, 27, is finishing his PhD in cancer research at Vanderbilt. Wow. He will he will wind up and he just got married and our two sons are solid. Now, are they as solid with the Bible as I was when I was a kid? I don't know. Um I know they're Christians and I know that they that, you know Dalton and Parker both and we'll sit around the table, we'll all say a prayer together. But it's What happens with a family today, everybody spreads out. Mm -hmm. You know, Parker wants to do his master's in Scotland. You know, Dalton's traveling all the time. It's like when I was 14, 15, 16, I didn't get to travel like that. Even in my 20s, I didn't get to travel like that. Um, So it breaks down the family fiber. And once you do that, it's easy to lose faith because faith is about family gathering together. And that's what keeps us with the faith.
0: Um. what does the Bible mean to you? I mean, you know, people think of it as a, you know, oh, it's some nice words. You know, they find you can find comfort in it. Um, but what is the Bible to you?
1: Well, I'm a conservative Christian. So from my point of view, it's the Word of God. It's the true Word of God that was written by Mark. You know, I mean, in the four books of the Bible, they're actually quotes that Jesus said. Okay, so... If I'm not a Christian, or a, and they read the book, the first thing that they would do would be to question whether or not that these are t- are correct quotes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we have okay. We had four guys just made all this up. I don't believe that's true, and and that's where faith comes from. You know, you really have to believe that there is an afterlife. You're going to go somewhere if you do something good. Uh, God has a plan, whether it's good or bad. And yeah. and if you if you think you, from my belief, you think that you know what the future is. Just wait a minute. He'll show you. And I truly believe, uh, Lauren, I, I, I truly believe that when I wrote God Bless USA, it wasn't when I was living in Nevada because I lived there 20 years. Christ said, wait a minute. I got a plan for you. And he, he, he made me wait until 1983 when I was touring the country from coast to coast, working 300 days a year as a country artist, gathering fame. And then he said, "Now." You can have it.
0: Okay, hold that thought. We're going to take a little break right now on Lighthouse Faith Podcast, and we'll be back in just a moment. The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news, twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Okay, welcome back to Lighthouse Faith Podcast. Tell me how the words to God bless the USA came to you?
1: Um, Let me describe the first line. If tomorrow the things were gone, I'd work for all my my life. It was about my grandparents losing their farm through grain subsidizing in the 50s. We were sending grain to Russia, and they wouldn't let us farm. So my grandparents actually basically went bankrupt, and they started building apartments on our land. That's the first line. Um, I, I realized family was important, so... Money doesn't mean that much to me, really. I mean, resources. I don't want to deal cards again like I did in Vegas. I'm happy with my career. I'm happy with <laughs> what God, you know, God has given me and what the fans have given me, and I'm grateful for my career because it supports our lifestyle. Um, but the line, I won't, you know, if, if I had to start again with just my children, many people through the pandemic has had to start again, and they have nothing. You know, they've lost their income, they lost their business. Much like the Ukrainian people now they are being bombed by the Russians, they have nothing. But you have your life. And my motto is where there's life, there's hope. I've always lived by that motto. I came to a part in Los Angeles when I was starving that I was I was at that point where I recognized what makes a man or a woman pick up a gun and go rob a 7-Eleven because you're desperate. I was desperate. I was at the bottom of the barrel. And I called somebody and I said, I want to go back to work. And I was I was had no work. I was living in the valley in L.A. And I'm like trying to feed a family. I had my last you know ten bucks. I said I'm going to work. Wow. Heck with this. I don't care what I have to do. I'll go dig ditches. And um, so I worked my out of my way out of the hole. But if you don't have a goal, if you don't have something to look forward to for a future, was there are more lines in the song. Of course, I said I won't forget the men who died. The reason I wrote that. I've done 30 USO tours, and many of them when I was very much younger. Um, I worked in California, uh, up and down the coast. My first USO tour was to Alaska while I was just out of high school. I was 17. And Alaska wasn't a state, so you know how old I am. <laughs> and and, uh, and so I, I always wanted to address that. But it wasn't necessarily—God Bless USA was not a, a whole military anthem. There was just that one line that right. addressed the military. But it did make me their hero, hero and their champion, and I walk that walk, I talk that talk, uh, because I believe that we are not a free nation without the sacrifice of the military.
0: This song is iconic. I mean, it really is. When you hear it, like I was telling you before, we played it in a in a Fourth of July parade, and it was just this inspiring, inspiring moment of saying "God bless the USA." Can you? It has its problems. You know, it's not perfect, but. It is perfectible, and I think that's that's because of right the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, you know.
1: Well, our our founding fathers are very smart. And be able to turn over the White House in four years, and or eight years if if the if the people think the president's doing a good job. Congressional seats go over and turn over all the time, and all that's good too. That was a very smart idea. So as a democracy we have the ability to rebound from something that's not good. And I have my own belief about the current administrations and administrations in the past who may not have been so good, but uh, because I'm a conservative uh, and a Christian, I believe that there's a certain way that the – but the ebb and flow – of the nation, because we have the right to make a choice, makes a democracy the right choice, and and, and I'm right. so proud that we're living in a free country called America.
0: Um, and I have to I have to address this because I'm just wondering. I know you were supposed to appear uh, with the uh, the NRA this weekend and for Memorial Day weekend, and you canceled. Um, you wrote them a very nice note and a very nice statement. But you know, what in your heart really made you make that decision? Um,
1: First of all, I I have to be careful in how I word this. Those children that were killed by another child, an 18-year-old is still a child. They don't know. I, I, I don't know what possibly would drive him to know that he could kill children. I mean, if somebody's got a vendetta for the school, I could see blowing up the school, killing an adult, an administrator, something... I fault the school system for not having a lockdown on that school. That's another question. I, I fault the police for not going in quickly um, and not having an officer on, on campus. But I, you know, my heart just breaks for those parents of those children, how helpless they were staring down a barrel and they had no defense and he just shot one right after another. If I did the NRA convention, which by the way, I was contracted to sing in ni- in 2020 and 2021, and they proposed they postponed it three times to this year at Memorial Day. I would be singing to endorse an automatic weapon, which killed those children. So I called the NRA. I was the last one to get, to beg off the concert, Hi. by the way. And and I talked to Larry Gatlin, a friend of mine, and T. Graham Brown, and I said, guys, I hope we're in here, uni- unity here, because I I'm not going to sing. And I called them and I said, I just can't in clear conscience sing this and I I own guns I believe in the Second Amendment but it it means less now from the way it was worded in the old days the Second Amendment was about a musket ball you know and, and I still have a defensive weapon in my house if somebody comes in mm-hmm. I will kill them but um but if they had more guns in, in a school they could have shot the shooter and wouldn't have killed these defenseless little children so I I just said to the NRA I can't I can't sing
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a lot sorry. of people actually even take umbrage with that whole idea. So, well, if they had more guns in the school and that kind of thing, that's been the old debate about mm-hmm. guns. And you I know. know guns don't kill people; people kill. My my father was a member of the NRA. Um, he, you know, we had shotguns and guns. You know, deer hunting, yeah, antelope hunting, and you know, was very respectful of guns and. That's the kind of person I think about when I think about the NRA. I mean, this is a gentle giant who you know, he would cry at movies and things, and but he would be so protective of his family. Um, these, this, this, this aberration that we're seeing about the misuse of guns, um, How do you stop that?
1: You can't. And the reason you can't is because let's say we ban all weapons. Let's say we stop manufacturing guns. And a little by little, we start taking guns away from everyone. Guess who's going to have the guns? Only the bad guys. And they will get one. If it comes across the border illegally, they will find a gun. If somebody wants to kill me, they will find a gun and they will trace me down and they will shoot me. And then after the fact, they'll go, why didn't you have enough security? You know, that's what terrorists do. That's when the terrorists hit New York. We weren't expecting that. And I just believe, I I know schools in Tennessee and I've been there where they have two officers, a police car parked in the front of the school. They have a bulletproof glass and a locked in door. All the school doors are locked on the outside. It's typical military protocol. There's only one way in and one way out. And if a shooter comes in the front door, you're facing an officer with a weapon. That's what should happen in every school in this country. Then this won't happen again. This is the third time this has happened. You'd think surely school districts, City commissioners, mayors, I call on these people. Come on, man! When I dropped my kid off to school when they were five, six years old, I depend on you that when I pick my kid up this afternoon, he'll be safe and fine. Yeah. They have, they have now uh, made us afraid to take our kids to school. I just, you got to make that change.
0: Yeah, yeah. Would you? I mean, is teaching the, is teaching the Bible in school? I mean, is that something that would actually help? I mean, this. Listen, <laughs> Ukraine actually has. Bible classes in their public schools, and 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 it's done wonders. Of course, it I've would seen this. I've I've talked to people who've done this. They said, "You don't understand. Ukraine is the most Bible believing of 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 the European countries."
1: Yeah, when an agnostic or an atheist is going to say, "You're infringing on my right," you know, mm-hmm. and and that's why we have so many people now have private schools and charter schools because they put people where they have equal belief, and I'm okay with equal belief, you know. I don't care if you're a Buddhist or a Muslim or whatever, you know, have your own faith. If you choose not to be in a Christian school, don't be in a Christian school. Now, public schools, everybody should be allowed to have their own faith in public schools, but it should be some kind of faith, you know. And, and, and I will talk my faith with someone else of another religion, another faith, mm-hmm. and, and we'll have that logistical conversation. But um, I, I agree with you. There should be faith in schools.
0: Um, before we go, I want to get your um, talking about helping um, helping a helping hero. a hero. What is that, and, and why is that so important?
1: It's a foundation uh, based in Houston, Texas, and I I come aligned with them over ten years ago. Now we built two hundred homes for wounded warriors in ten years, and we're on a fast track to build another hundred homes. It's called a hundred home challenge. Um, we're going to do that this year. Um, we are getting a lot of help now from Bass Pro. Johnny Morris with Bass Pro uh, said, we'll, I'll build the first 10 of 100 himself. Mm-hmm. These are about four to $500,000 homes. So that's a $5 million investment. And then he said, I'll build 25% of the next 90. Hun- uh, so we need, a, we need a lot of people to come and help us with donations and volunteers, and we need veterans. We need people, if they know a veteran that's a wounded warrior, whether it's PTSD, a visible wound or not, Make us aware who they are. We will vet them. And if they qualify, we'll build them a home. And we're going to do it this year.
0: Wow. I want to thank you so much, Lee Greenwood. Um, God bless the USA.
1: <laughs> yeah, Amen to that.
0: All right. And thank you for being on Lighthouse Faith Podcast. Thank you, Lauren. And thank you all for listening. I'm Lauren Green. Have a blessed day.